This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. As we are based here in the UK, all times are in BST. Do pay careful attention as the clocks have just changed, so make sure you have any conversions correct. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 27th of March to the 2nd of April. I'm Ezzie Pearson, the magazine's features editor, and I'm here to take you through all of this week's stargazing highlights. So we start off on the 27th of March when Mercury and Jupiter are going to be making a very close approach to each other. Mercury is going to be minus 1.3 in magnitude, so still naked eye visible, but a bit on the dimmer side, while Jupiter is going to be an incredibly bright plus 1.9 magnitude. So very bright there. One of the brightest things in the night sky. The two are going to be about 1.5 degrees apart on the western horizon. So that is about three times the diameter of the moon apart for those two. They'll be up in the evening twilight just after sunset. Mercury is going to be setting at around about 20 past 8 in the evening, so there won't be a lot of time to catch the two, so do try and get out there. You'll want to have a clear horizon because they are very low, very close to the horizon, those two. The best way to find them is to wait until the sun has completely gone down Always make sure that the sun has gone down when you are looking at these kinds of things. We want to make sure that you're not going to accidentally catch sight of the sun through your optics as that can really, really hurt your eyes. And once the sun's gone down, scan the low horizon with a a pair of binoculars perhaps to to help you. You, As I said, you can see these with your naked eye, but a pair of binoculars will really help improve your views. And you should manage to find the pair of them down there on the western horizon. 
If you are having a bit of trouble finding them, there is going to be a much brighter object fairly nearby, and that is Venus. Venus is about plus 3.9 at the moment, so incredibly bright, definitely the brightest thing in the night sky after the moon. Um, that is going to be quite a lot higher in the night sky than these two. Um, but if you see Venus, if you look down towards the horizon a little bit to the right, you should see this pair nice and clearly. So that's a great opportunity to try and get to see those two. Then moving on to the 27th to the 29th of March, Mars is going to be making some interesting close approaches throughout its journey across the sky. The best time to see Mars at the moment is probably going to be about 9.40 BST. That's when it's going to be highest in the night sky. But it will be around until about 3am. That's when it's going to, to set. It's not the brightest planet at the moment. It's a magnitude plus one Mars. Uh, it's only going to be about six arc seconds across because Mars is beginning to move away from Earth at the moment. However, that is still clearly naked eye visible. You should be able to see it relatively easily um, in the night sky if you are looking for it. Now, on the 27th of March, it's going to be 8.2 degrees away from a 37% lit crescent moon. So that'll be quite a nice pairing together on the night sky. But Mars will also be close to what's known as the Shoebuckle Cluster, or M35. I'm not 100% sure why it's called the Shoebuckle Cluster. Sometimes you find with these things, when you look at them through the eyepiece, they look completely different to how they are when you photograph them. And because they were named by people looking through the eyepiece, quite often when you look at a photograph in a book, which there is a lot more of the dim stars, some of the nebulosity and stuff that you can't see with the even with a telescope, the, the names can seem a bit strange. But this one is the Shoebuckle Cluster, and it is a plus five magnitude open cluster. And that's going to be around about 1.7 degrees away from Mars on the 27th. However, the trio is going to stay together through to the 28th of March. Uh, in fact, they'll be getting a little bit closer. The moon will be slightly more lit. It'll be 39% lit at that point. But it will only be 6.6 .6 degrees away from Mars, whilst M35 is only going to be 1.2 degrees uh, slightly to the south of Mars. So that's a really good chance to try and get the trio together. Throughout the rest of the week, the moon will then begin to pull away and move out across um, the sky. But Mars and M35 will stay together uh, as a nice, relatively close pairing. Um, through to the end of March, by April time, they're starting to drift away. Mars is starting to pull away. But you should be able to still capture them together. So if you are, perhaps, because this will make a really nice photo opportunity. So if you are looking for that, if the weather's not cooperating, you've got a couple of opportunities to capture Mars and M35 together. If you want to get the moon in there, you really need to be looking on the 27th or the 28th. Really, to see these, you do want to be looking through a pair of binoculars or a wide field telescope. Um, they are technically naked eye, at least the moon and Mars are. But if you want to really appreciate them, and certainly if you want to get M35 in there, you will need a pair of binoculars or, or, or a telescope. Then finally, on the 30th of March, we have Venus and Uranus making their closest approach throughout the year. On that evening, Venus is going to sit about 1.2 degrees north of the planet Uranus. 
Now, there is going to be a significant difference in the brightness of these two. Venus is the brightest thing in the night sky after the moon. It is a minus 3.9 magnitude at the moment. So very, very bright. The kind of bright where you see it out the corner of your eye and it catches your attention. Meanwhile, Uranus is magnitude plus 5.9. So that is right on the cusp of being naked eye visible. There are some people who say that they can see Uranus uh, with the naked eye, but you do need a very, very dark sky and you need to have incredibly good eyesight. You're probably not going to have much luck from the UK. If you are looking for the pair, though, grab a pair of binoculars and look out towards the western horizon after the sun has set. Again, make sure the sun has set fully because you want to make sure that you don't hurt your eyes. Fortunately, in this case, there's no real rush because Venus and Uranus are very, very high in the sky at the moment. They'll be up for around about three hours after sunset. But to view them best, you're wanting to wait until it gets really dark um, when true true darkness is set in. So perhaps wait about an hour after sunset to go looking for these two. However, if you are a bit impatient or you want to, to get ready and get set up earlier, if you happen to be out around about 8.15 uh, in the UK time, that is, keep an eye out for something else that is going to briefly join the pair. And that is the International Space Station, which will be passing a couple of degrees away. You will need to look up exactly what time it's going to appear overhead in your precise location. Um, so for instance, for us here in our studio in Bristol, it's at 8.18 that it's going to appear, but it'll be around about that time. So keep an eye out. Uh, make sure you've got lots of time either side to make sure that you don't miss it. And again, that will be fairly bright in the night sky. Um, I don't think it quite outshines Venus, but it does get fairly close. And if you would like a bit more guide on how to locate the ISS and find out exactly when it's going to be overhead, we have a guide to that over on our website, www.skyatnightmagazine.com. I will put a link to that in the show notes for you all. But if weather or any other circumstance means that you can't see the pair, then there's another opportunity again on the 31st of March. And this is actually when they are what's in known as conjunction, which means they have the same right ascension. Um, usually that's around about the same time when they have their closest approach on the night sky, but it's not always exact. Um, so sometimes there's a bit of... of um, difference between when they are closest in the night sky and when they're actually in conjunction. And that is everything for the week of the 27th of March to the 2nd of April. In summary, Mercury and Jupiter will appear together on the 27th of March. On the 27th and 28th of March, Mars and the Crescent Moon will be close to open cluster M35. And throughout the rest of the week, you can see Mars and M35 together as well. And finally, on the 30th of March, Venus and Uranus make their closest approach of the year. So thank you very much for joining us. Please do subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss another episode of Star Diary. And we hope to see you here again next week. 
If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky throughout the month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets, or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes, or neither, our sky guide has got you covered with the detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify. Thank you.